Christopher Garnier is serving a life sentence for the murder of a police officer, Catherine Campbell, in Halifax. Uh, This is a horrible story, and it's getting a lot of press right now. And reaction, of course, uh, the CBC covered this in the fact that the big part of this story is that the court heard that Garnier developed PTSD after he killed her. And his treatment for PTSD is being supplied by Veterans Affairs, though he, get this, has never served in the military. Colin Saunders is a retired sergeant. He uh, joins the show right now. Colin, I mean, obviously you're upset about this, but how is it possible that he has never served in the military, but Veterans Affairs is funding his treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder in prison? I don't know. That's... That's a really good question, one I'd like answered as well. I mean, uh, when you have self-induced PTSD for choking a first responder and then stuffing her in a recycle bin, that's that's just an outrage. That's not something that should uh, ever really happen in my books. Yeah, it was a violent murder, and uh, the court heard that his father actually served in the Canadian Forces, and his father has PTSD, so that getting treatment for the son helps them both. What do you say to that? I don't, I'm not buying it. I just did a bunch of therapy for PTSD myself, and I can tell you that having PTSD doesn't make you a, a murderer. Being a dirtbag makes you a murderer. I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, you can't go blaming this on anyone else. He's responsible for his own actions. My big beef is we have uh, a lot of veterans and still-serving members who are seeking help for PTSD and OSIs and stuff like that, and they're waiting in very lengthy lineups I'm sorry, but a murderer goes to the bottom of the list in my books. It's an outrage. It's a disgrace. The veteran community is outraged. Can you give me an example of specific on uh, someone that has PTSD that you know about and how long they've been waiting for treatment and what they do in the meantime? I can't speak for everybody, but I can only draw from my own example. And that's uh, for almost 20 years, I fought the military to get help for PTSD. And the whole time I kept getting told, you're good to go, back in the game you go. It wasn't until I released from the military after 21 plus years in in the army that I uh, finally got help for PTSD. And even then, I waited six months on a waiting list for my assessment and waited about another four months after that to get treatment. If I were, let's say, a still serving member in the military with, with PTSD, undiagnosed, and I murdered someone, I would be released on a dishonorable discharge and all my benefits would be cut. Now he is claiming PTSD, like self-induced PTSD, gave himself PTSD for choking a uh, first responder, a police officer, and then stuffing her in a recycle bin after. I failed to see, you know, that's just disgraceful. It's disgusting. Right, so you're saying there's a double standard here for this guy. Because if he was a serving military member, was convicted of murder, he'd be kicked out with dishonorable discharge, and he wouldn't have access to Veterans Affairs, yet he murdered someone as a civilian, and just because his dad's a vet, he has access to this. Exactly, and not only that, but uh, how many of our own veterans are waiting in in queue to get treatment, and here we're uh, giving a guy that's uh, a murderer this kind of treatment. I mean, it's, it's just a slap in the face to every veteran. What would you like to see happen? I'd like to see him sit in jail for 13 years and think about what he did. And I don't think, and I would like to see that money that was earmarked for him to get treatment. I would like to see that police officer's family get that money. I'd like to see them get treatment. They deserve it. He does not. Colin, what's the major hurdle that veterans are facing when they're looking for treatment for PTSD? Honestly, it all starts from the top down. Uh, It starts from... uh, 
are Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Seamus O'Regan. Uh, those two are at the very head of uh, Veterans Affairs Policy. Uh, we've had many veterans advocates speak to uh, Senate committees and all kinds of committees in front of the House of Commons on what they need to do to address these problems. Brian McKenna, Aaron Bedard, Mark Campbell, just to name a few. And the government has heard that they have not taken heed. Veterans are not their priority. I wish you the the best of luck breaking through because uh, you've got your work cut out for you, and I appreciate your time today. Well, thanks for having me here, and uh, it's great to talk to you.